I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. Yo, 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 it's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. And yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right. I'm actually pretty surprised that I'm feeling as well as I feel. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vail's World Podcast. Nice way to stay in tune, stay up to date when I do have time to tweet, share some things, share some laughs and all that good jazz. And I'll just post on Instagram. You did. For those that want to get a little more technical because they want to sponsor or pop up on an upcoming episode, feel free to email us at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. And yeah, I know it's been a while since I told y'all, but... Y'all can be a monetary investor for as little as 99 cents a month by hitting us up on our Anchor app, leave a message, do all that fun stuff, man. So make sure y'all exploring all the applications that we own so you can figure out how you can support. And as always, be kind, share with family and friends, loved ones, colleagues, co-worker, whoever. Let them know what's going on in my mind, the brain of a maniac. So quick check in with y'all. Last week was... It was interesting, but the weekend is really where things start pressing your boy. So Friday was the day that we believe my mother died, although we found her body July 10th, which is my dad's birthday. And then on top of that, just currently going through some things that happened between my dad and my little brother a couple months ago which has been even more of a headache and really just processing all of that, giving myself the space to breathe and compartmentalize everything, not really trying to take nobody's side or anything like that. It was just a lot of things done and said that I really don't have the energy and capacity to, to take on that stress at the moment. Hopefully in due time, I'll be able to talk to my dad. I'm already heard everybody else side of the story, including my little brother's. And it's just a fucked up situation overall. And things like that added to my depression. And through life, I I honestly figured out that most of my triggers for my depression has honestly been family. I've had some of the better days of my life when I removed and separated myself from family because not necessarily them in particular, just some of the decisions and choices they made. And then I found myself pushing for greatness more than they wanted greatness. And on top of that, me pushing them to be outside of their comfort zone and norm, they took that as if I was judging them, as if their lifestyle and livelihood isn't good enough for me, that I felt as if I was better than them. And half of that came because no one ever tried to hold them accountable or or challenged them to do better. And because I had the opportunity to see better and growing up in those same environments and, and those same conditions, At times, I was irresponsible at a younger age, believing that since I did it, you can do it. And that's not the case for everybody. As I got older, I was able to recognize my privileges. 
yeah, privilege, right? And we talked about that in a previous episode. Because of my height, it allowed me to play basketball. Because of playing basketball, it allowed me to be in school and remove from my home a little longer. By the time I got done with basketball practice or games, I was too tired to do anything else. So I was just chilling. I was poor, so I ain't, ain't like I had all the money in the world to really do things like hang out and go out and stuff like that. I didn't have money for all of that. Some cases, I didn't even know if, if we were going to eat, if we had food at the crib. So I used to be chilling and found ways to enjoy being at home where you might not have lights, you might not have heat, you might not have water, you might not have food. But one thing that I always knew that I would have were my siblings and that at least one of them would be with me experiencing this and together we can make it. Over the weekend, they did a bloom release. I was knocked out yesterday. I ended up going to sleep. It had to be before 7.30 cause I looked at some phone calls. I had took an edible. So these gummies been putting me out, been giving me the rest that I've been needing. So when I got home yesterday, uh, drove up from Miami. I was able to tap in with my siblings, my grandmother, my nieces and nephews. My n- So that was pretty good, seeing their face, put a smile on mine. And it was good. And that was needed, us being more intentional with how we experience and interact with each other, especially after the incident that happened with my dad and my little brother. I believe we all are in our own way recovering from that and just figuring out how do we respond and how do we find a new normalcy and comfort with each other after that experience. I know we all have our moments. It's moments we think about my mom, moments we think about the times we had, our upbringing, the current circumstances that we have, not being able to talk to my mom, my grandmother, my aunt. And the longer you live, the more people you lose and the more weight you tend to have on your shoulders. And I've been dealing with a lot of death my entire life. So there's a lot of, of burden on my shoulders. Back, back in St. Louis, just growing up, I try my best to not come off as disrespectful, especially to loved ones. But I had to limit the amount of funerals that I was attending. It was bad on my mental. Even this year, if I went to every funeral of someone that I've lost, I probably will be drained. There has been at least six funerals of individuals that I know directly that I've died. And about six years ago, I had to make a a promise to myself that it's okay to miss some some funerals and being selective with the funerals I attend because it's a lot. There's people I meet in my life that have been in one or two funerals, and those are grandparents. I done lost brothers. I done lost uncles, cousins, classmates, roommates, a parent, aunts, and it gets draining. But being able to turn that energy into something that's productive. And that's what allowed me to continue to push and keep going. So this weekend was was tough, but I was able to find comfort. I didn't allow myself to to work, try to work the pain away or distract myself from the hurt, allow myself to be present with my family, listening to my therapist. <laughs> I was better prepared this time around. Last year, I was being rewarded. Last year, I was being acknowledged at my certification for Peer Forward, which happens to be 12 years before I even joined the program, experiencing being arrested, being a suspect for a murder. 
SWAT came in our home, ruined everything, having 30 days to relocate. And fast forward, being certified on the one-year anniversary of my mother's transition. So it was a lot. This year, not moving as much, being stationary, sitting in my feelings, getting some rest. It felt good. RTW surprised me with a gift before we left out Friday to Miami, and it touched my heart. A lot of stuff I go through by myself. Death has been one of them, especially since moving to Central Florida in 2018. Lost homies, lost cousins, lost family members, and we never truly, we say sorry, let me know if you need something, and keep it pushing. But this time, it was a, it was a shocker because they actually took the initiative that I typically take for everybody else <laughs> and was able to show support for that moment. And I want to say thank everybody at RTW that had a role in that because it, it meant something. It meant a lot. I'm still on my Peloton for those that, that's out there. Make sure y'all find me at LD Munger. I'm getting it in, baby. I'm down to 210, so 10 more pounds to go. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. I've been stuck at 215, but 215 ain't where it's at. I need to get down to 190. Honestly, I just want a six-pack. <laughs> if I ever get that, I got to work on this eating and drinking. But if I can get my body fat back around 13% now, you know, I'm fighting for it and get my BMI back to like 23, 24, I'll be good. I'll be great. Started back CrossFit last week, end up going this morning. My knee kind of bothering me a little bit, but I'm going to push through. I'm going to work it out. Go a little lighter. Make sure my form is good. I'm just happy to be back in the gym. Happy to be back sweating. Happy to see so many faces. I was bald for about two months. Now I'm growing my hair back since June 20th. So trying to get my wave length back. So y'all will see the wave soon. My barber had got COVID last week. So I'm waiting five days, six days, seven days until he recovered from that. I'm actually going to hit him up today. See, you know, make sure he take that test and hopefully it'll come back negative. So if I can get a haircut tomorrow, that'd be clutch because Wednesday, even today. But when I get the new cut, y'all go see me on the gram. It's been a while. Haven't had a haircut since March 11, 2020. That's when I started growing the curls out. And then from there, I went completely bald April 11, 2022 in honor of my boy, Orlando Watson. Bring awareness to cancer. Made an episode about it, shared as much information that I was able to gather and learn to others. In that process, found out a lot of people in my my circle and our secondary circle knew or were dealing with cancer within the last two years. So I kept my my bald head until June 11th because I wanted to make sure that I use my platform and my stage as being a keynote to side hustle honors, to educate individuals in the audience about cancer, to let them know why I was bald. Got to address the elephant in the room. Was able to talk about mental wellness and, and depression that I have been fighting this year and some of the triggers and causes and how I was able to still endure the, the, the burden of being an entrepreneur of being a business owner, of being human. June 20th, the last day I shaved my head, I was able to go to a wonderful event with the Fight Right Foundation. One of our beautiful clients, one of the owners of Seven and Grove, she had her battle with breast cancer last year. 
create a, a wonderful organization, had a wonderful event at Seven and Grove to raise money and awareness. And after that, I said, I'm going to grow it out. And now it's getting locked in, getting focused to the next steps to come. So I'm loving it. I'm loving the growth. I'm loving my legs burning right now. I'm back in the gym. I'm doing those things that I used to do when, when life was all good. Thank you all for being patient with me. I can't wait to start bringing these episodes. I've been reading a lot of books. There's a lot of books I got to catch up with you all on. It's a lot of hot topics that's going on in the world. A lot of things happening. I can't wait to be able to share those experiences with you all. Peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.